Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, U.S. debt hits post-war record. But first, do you know what today is, Binkley? Thursday. It is Thursday, September 3rd. Do you know what happened on Thursday, September 3rd? 2019 no is that an anniversary it's an anniversary what's an anniversary of it was the first episode of the drive time news blast proper right so that's been one year that's unbelievable it was like afternoon prop and whatever so it was going on for a few weeks and here we've quarantined ourselves the entire time and there's no more drive time we have we were obsoleted before our first anniversary, but I'm gonna I want to keep the. That's why they did is. this. They needed to take away that drive yes. time. Right. They just they they wanted to neutralize us. Yeah. But I want to keep it, keep that uh, name because it's gonna it's gonna be retro. It's a callback to a, pr- a previous life. Twenty years from now, kids will go drive time. What does drive mean? Drive. What is that? Yeah. And oh, like was- I was watching Downton Abbey and the old lady said they said something about the weekend and she said what's a weekend because yeah because there's invented. no weekend when you don't have a, a week yeah well it was invented by like labor laws or whatever funny so yeah, there's a south park episode where one of the dads is out of work and one of the other dads says something about i can't wait for the weekend and the other one's like uh when you don't have a job you don't care weekends aren't any different than the week yeah well i used to waitress so for me the weekends were when i would crank it up not down yeah. and then when i was on wsb same thing so weekends have always been more work for me but it is a fitting time to launch a new product and platform we can talk more about it tomorrow but we are going to do some specially made videos for rockfin a new video platform i don't know how new it is but it's new for us so we just basically you really actually stayed up all night i just exhausted myself till bedtime with our first installment of the deep dive into the deep state. We might, we might want to rename that. I don't know, but basically it's uh, the propaganda report goes video and you can, Oh, you do it. You subscribe to it and then you get all of our stuff and everybody else's stuff, I think. And they're highly no censorship. It's like a combination of Netflix and YouTube with no censorship. Because when you get one subscription to it, you get access to your choice of what you want to watch. And there's a whole bunch of creators on there. Tripoli's on there. Yes. There's a lot of other creators on there too, but that's that's kind of how I, I see it. It's that and the content creators create the content themselves, but the platform is somewhat similar to Netflix and the access to the content. Okay. Because for me, I just never pursued doing anything on YouTube besides the disappearing patron parties because they disappear and it doesn't matter if they're... Yeah, they they can be uncensored, but it's just it's a waste to build up that platform knowing my experience there and elsewhere. You just get censored. So hopefully this will be something worthwhile. We're really we're producing extra content. It's not taking anything away from anybody. But oh, and I wanted to what I want to do because we want to build up subscribers there, and I want to make sure that it doesn't people have to go out of pocket. I think it's like ten dollars or something like that. But if you're a patron saint, 
we're going to launch a new patron tier where patron saints are 20 bucks. You get everything. You get all the disappearing patron parties. You get early release. You get the patron 15. You get my awesome coffee mug, the <laughs> propaganda report coffee mug. And you get all that stuff. And then that's for 20 bucks a month. But if you join Rockfin for 10, I'm going to make a special tier. Let me know, and I'll make a special tier for you to be a patron saint for 11 bucks. So it'll be 20 bucks, $21 altogether, one extra dollar, and you'll get this unlimited Rockfin content subscription. It's complicated. We'll talk about it as the time goes on, and I actually do it myself. After you launch that, our first installment, I will make sure it all works perfectly. But if you're interested in becoming a patron saint for $11 plus a Rockfin subscriber, you can just message me on Patreon. And don't forget, I've got some merch out there, which I'm loving. I love the t-shirt. Should we wear our t-shirts? Well, I don't think we can both wear the t-shirt to the DPP. That might. I haven't gotten mine yet. You haven't got it yet. Yeah. You're going to love it. I'm sure I will. You're going to absolutely love it. All right, I'll wear mine. Uh, it's a little snug fitting because it's a men's. Men don't look as the same on chicks as yeah, they look no. on men. Yeah. So anyway, I will do my best to model it accurately. So that's it for my thing. Oh, but I have, I'm going to like reserve my rants on the U.S. debt hits post-war record. The article in the Wall Street Journal, which I have like two pages of notes on because of all the like insane implications of that down to the Great Reset and changing our the world, how the lower class will be, how the middle class will be. What's it all about? Uh I can't dump all that on you right now. Let me take a breath and you tell me what you think is the top story today. Well, the top story, according to the news, is going to be that Joe Biden met with Jacob Blake's family or that Nancy Pelosi is trying to get the salon in trouble. But I don't really I'm not really interested in either one of those stories personally. What I am interested in. I wonder if she's if that really was her salon pre-COVID. Yeah. Like I just, uh, you know, you know, my feelings about that. I'll tell you what stories I am interested in. There's a couple. One of them is that New York expands testing to determine COVID-19 and flu cases. The New York State Health Department announced an emergency rule that requires increased testing to distinguish whether individuals are infected or die from the coronavirus or influenza as flu season approaches. This new etiquette goes into effect immediately, requires coroners and funeral directors as well as hospital and nursing people in nursing homes to test for both illnesses. And they say the testing will be required of any hospital patient or nursing home resident who has been exposed or has symptoms of either disease. They need to be able to track the flu now, apparently. So we've <laughs> oh shifted gosh, from why? COVID to try. I don't know. I have a feeling it has to do with contact tracing. When the COVID hysteria dies down, if it ever dies down, all of these sophisticated new contact tracing systems and technologies will already be set up and in place. So why not just use them to contact trace for the flu as well? I think that's where this is headed, making this mass medical surveillance tool a fixture in our lives. Contact tracing. To the article I read in the Wall Street Journal that the flu has been basically eradicated in the Southern Hemisphere. That was just that was just then. This is now, and the oh, flu right. is coming back. It's They're going to converge, and the tests expire. are going to make a ton of money for people because the, the rapid influenza tests are ten to fifteen dollars a sample. Some of them are up to a hundred to one hundred fifty per sample. And as you know, they already made a bunch of money testing people 
using tests that the New York Times wrote an article about over the weekend. It dropped on a Saturday that nobody has mentioned this week where they conducted a study over three states where they tested the viral load because it turns out it's the amount of the virus that's in somebody that is what is important, not if it's there because there's pieces of coronavirus and just about everybody that aren't related to that or their dead virus or fragments. ever had a cold. Yeah, and the testing is flawed and the study found that 90% of the samples they tested across three states had the test been done accurately, had it been done right, 90% of the people that tested positive would not have tested positive. So this well, further that talking... Would ex- that would explain the asymptomatic BS. Yeah. It's not asymptomatic. You know, it's just that the test is not correlated with a disease, with right. an active infectious disease. And as we mentioned when we talked about that story, they let the manufacturers of the test determine whether or not what the what's called a psych- cycle threshold, which determines if the test is working right or not if it's a lower threshold then that is the type of test that would accurately pick it up if it's a higher threshold the experts the virologists would they say it does nothing basically and they used a higher threshold so the testing companies made billions of dollars and none of their tests according to the study were any good and now we're doing it again with the flu thing and of course the more positives the more you test right exactly literally how they do it yep Oy vey. Nobody should get tested until this is resolved. Yet they're pushing people to get tested again. Well, how about not get tested unless you have symptoms? I would agree with that. Or until they prove that. See, here's the thing that, that would give the lie to that is that they're like, well, asymptomatic people can spread the disease. That has completely not been proven anywhere with anything. And in any case, even theoretically, it doesn't really make sense. Or it would make, I should say, it would make more sense if there was a pre-symptomatic period where your viral load has been building, but your symptoms are not evident to you, let's say that there's a, a theoretical place where that is true, then that is going to be more true than just asymptomatic. You never got sick, even just in any kind of logical theory. So what you want to do is follow up on the asymptomatic people who got positives and see how many of them actually get sick and see if they were actually infectious. Because even with the one single case where they claimed an asymptomatic person from China infected people in Germany, that person was actually having symptoms already, but took cold medicine. So even, even if they, she did not admit to having taken cold medicine or already had symptoms, they would have said, okay, well, you did get symptoms the next day. So let's see how common that is. The whole thing is there is simply does not appear to be the PCR test of all uncorrelated and they're using it to get contact tracers into college towns. You're never hearing anything about hospitalization, sickness, death, anything like that in this surge that's happening for the younger people. This is the new police. This contact, these contact tracers are the new police. Yes. Here's the thing that I was thinking about the debt. Maybe I'll just interject the, all the millions of things I thought about the debt is that, the debt, let me tell you about it uh, right after this word from Neighbors. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Neighbors does have their products. They're putting more and more products available online. But if you do get a chance, if you are in the Smyrna area, I do recommend going and checking it out in person because you get a very homely, warm, welcoming feel. It's a cool place, so check it out. Awesome. So here's the thing about the the debt. The debt hasn't been this way. It's more so the national debt is more than a year's worth of GDP. So it's more than we produce. That hasn't been the, the case for an entire fiscal year in 70 years, since 1946, it said, which would be not a, more than 70 years. And that was 1946 was the year after the war ended. And I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what happened after that? Yes, we had a boom, yada, yada. But you have to look at it not in our history, but in the history of England, because England was the declining power and we were the rising power. After World War II, they had a lot of debt. We had a lot of debt, but we really came off fat gangbusters. And I think they did too. But it's better to look at it that way. We are the declining power, and China is the rising power coming out of this quote war. But I thought also what we had was they were afraid that they would lose all that artificial spending if they went back to pre war levels of defense spending. So they, they indoctrinated or whatever, kept going the military industrial complex. They, I think that's why. Uh, our guy Oppenheimer gave the bomb to Russia, not because he was a communist, but because he was working for the defense industry. And was Oppenheimer, did he come for Project Paperclip? The, the Manhattan Project, no. Oh, so he I, wasn't I, a German, he wasn't I a Nazi scientist. I don't think he was German. I don't think so. He, he might have been, but I don't think so. He might have been. I mean, it's, he sounds like a Jewish name. I don't know if the German scientists were Jewish by the end of the war. They let that I think they expelled him by then. So I would not think he was one of those. Maybe he came earlier. So he went and did that. And uh, and I was just thinking what they're going to do with this is make the healthcare industrial complex, that they're going to keep this crazy high spending, these draconian measures in place, this high debt spending, and use healthcare as the new foundation of this artificial economy. And by the end of the lengthy article I was reading in the Wall Street Journal where I had written that note, the very last sentence was that an aging population had already indicated higher deficits and debt and Social Security spending and Medicare and all that. So it was already going to be the big driver of the debt-laden future. And I would uh, point out that the payroll tax was suspended, I think voluntarily or whatever, where the employers don't have to take out Payroll taxes, that it's kind of a loan to everybody. They have to pay them back next year. Payroll taxes is what pays for all that stuff, Social Security and everything. So we're headed into like the triple whammy crisis where GDP is going down, debts and deficits are going up, tax revenue is maybe quadruple whammy, tax revenue and receipts are going down, and this aging population has more demand for the health care. It's going to be the new control everything about you. You can't go out because we have this socialist burden of 
uh, old sick people who are vulnerable and we have to restrict our movements because we're in a socialist system. It's like you can't drink sugary drinks in New York because you don't, because we pay for your health care now. This all, I think, is going to be the new police state. And and that folds right into what, what you're saying. Yeah, and when you combine that with the fact that kids that are in school right now are being completely demoralized and psychologically screwed over this generation of kids in school. We have an old population and a young population and the young population isn't going to be able to pick up the ball and do anything. They're being so just demoralized right now and they're not being taught skills that are, they're, they're doing virtual learning. They're being cooped up in the house. That's true. It's a lost generation. And that goes to my second point about all this, which it folds right into the great reset, in my opinion. And it goes to that article I was talking about from the World Economic Forum from 2016, which the heading was, I uh, I own nothing, I have no privacy, and I'm happy. And it talks about this new future where you kind of, it's just, uh, you know, it's like you're a pet in a, in a corral. And that made me think that how this whole restructuring is going to take place is what they're doing. Because if you look at all the reset stuff, it's about taking poor people in third world countries and giving them STEM skills so that they can be kind of technological slaves, it seems like to me. And I think what they're doing here is they're making, they're kind of doing to us what Europe was kind of the stasis. I think I always think of it, maybe I'm prejudiced or wrong about Europe, but I always think of them as having kind of a, I know this is true for Sweden, not a lot of variation. Like it's kind of like a, just a, a, a clumpy middle class where you get by whatever you don't have a lot of savings you don't have a lot of kids but you know the real basics are taken care of welfare wise you're not going to make a ton of money and that's what we are going to going to look like here this middle class that can never bust out to be like a ron paul situation you're never really going to have an american dream situation you're never going to make a difference you're never going to have any access to power because they've already gotten us to kind of they want us to be this great consumer class which we are and they just want to keep it there in a stasis and then the rest of the world that still has the unwashed masses they want to make them the washed masses they want to make them a technological slave class they want to make them a great materialistic consumeristic society that's the next level of control and growth and pyramidization of the world and pushing all the productivity and the money and the power up i feel like that's where this kind of great reset society is going and that this generation doesn't really need much by way of that's what they said about the uk after world war ii is it just fundamentally transformed society so they were no longer the leaders of the world but they did start producing tech and going into service it's you know the administrative class like the greeks were the slaves of the romans it's kind of like that's the the western educated class middle class, upper middle class will just be the slaves of the of this elite. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. 
For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop, that's ground.news slash prop, and enter the code PROP, that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps, to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And, as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News Premium Membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. Be sure and check out Ground News, guys. It's a really cool website, very useful. One of my favorite features that they have is their blind spot report, which puts a spotlight on the stories that the left and the right didn't cover enough, that they had a blind spot to. So check that out. So, Technological Slaves. Yeah, isn't that the name of... Well, it's not the called name that. name of Kaczynski's book, Technological Slavery. Oh, is that the name of Kaczynski's true. book? Yes, and it goes to all the things that I was thinking about. Like, is that the existence you want? It totally eliminates. I mean, I actually just started writing down all the things that it eliminated. It, it, it eliminates the, your liberty, your growth, your creativity, your spirituality, your autonomy, truth, humanity, individualism, personal power, individual fulfillment, self-directed fulfillment. And that does go to a lot of what Kaczynski said. He called it the power principle. And it was like four things, including the sense of autonomy, meaningful work, all of this stuff, it, it denies, it really treats us like pets instead of like people. Yeah. Well, and I think that's how they think of us. And, and I, I do too. I think if they see the hope. Yeah. It's that they're wrong. It's test the subjects you can test on, billions of subjects you can test on. And they can try and figure out, you know, whatever they want to turn into cyborgs and they're worried it's going to mess their body up. They can test it on us. They can. They can rope people into vaccine experiments because it's their civic duty, as we talked about yesterday. They can do the Tuskegee experiment, which was decades ago, where they allowed the African-American community that they they allowed people that they knew had syphilis. They did not treat them. They did not tell them because they were seeing how it spread. Oh, I think they gave it to them. They didn't give it to them. That's a misconception. Oh, really? They tested them to see if they had it, and they found the people that did have it, and they did not tell them, and they tracked them to see how the virus spread. That they weren't is, injected with syphilis, as some would uh, say. Of, that's reprehensible, of course. But I mean, Fauci with the AZT, that killed people. And I yeah. was thinking the way one of the features of the AIDS epidemic, whatever you want to call it, was that it really transformed gay society in that that you had to like really look and seem healthy. That's when they started getting really fit and having heathers and... Uh, that kind of thing from, I mean, I had a good friend in graduate school who was gay and he, this is what he said. So I, I don't, maybe it's just one person's opinion. I don't know. But I was thinking that for today, for these days, the Corona times, don't you feel like they're, I, maybe it's a left right thing. I don't know. But wouldn't you, aren't you less likely to complain about feeling under the weather? Yeah. You're less likely to go get tested or yeah, to go get checked for other stuff too. Right. Illness shaming. I just feel like you couldn't you just aren't going to want to say anything like you don't feel well because people are going to freak right. out. Right. Everybody will scatter like roaches if you cough, if you sneeze, if you scratch your nose. And people who might have 
other diseases. They yeah. are going to balance. Is it worth it to go get tested for this? Because they could keep me there and not let somebody in. I could end up unconscious and I don't know what's going to happen. Or should I just risk it and hope that I or have nothing? You're you won't be able to go to whatever you know limited social event, or you wouldn't want to go. You know what I mean? Like I I've been when I've had to take people to the doctor, they all take your temperature. I went to a restaurant recently and they took my temperature. I got one of those temperature laser guns that they use when you walk into the hospital now, which I had never seen those for sale. Maybe they were, and maybe they just oh, you weren't bought one? publicly. Yeah, I bought one. How much was it? 50 bucks. It's not that expensive. Maybe they just weren't being pushed before, but I'd never seen one of those in my life until no. I went to the hospital with my mom and this person pointed a ray gun at my head. And then suddenly I see them being sold at CVS. Yeah, somebody told me that, that I remember in March, someone went was going on a cruise and had to fly to the cruise. This was while this thing was going underway. People were still going to cruises. And she said, oh, it was so weird. They took my temperature online at the airport. And I said, oh, my gosh, it's going to be like 9-11 where you have to take your shoes off. You're going to they're going to do that forever. She's like, I'm not going to do that forever. Yeah. yeah. Another article they are. real quick that piggybacks off of something that we've been talking about a little bit this week. There's been the controversy this week about the COVID numbers released from the CDC where the comorbidities indicated where the deaths that had no comorbidities that were only coronavirus or COVID was not 180,000, but was something like 6,000, like 96% of the cases of the death numbers had multiple comorbidities. And this became the source of a bunch of bogus fact checks and a bunch of confusion. Well, the AJC, which we went through an article yesterday in the AJC showing just a really disappointing way the AJC was manipulatively covering the Jacob Blake story. Well, they're at it again as as the AJC is reporting Experts, viral report on COVID-19 toll is flawed. Contributing conditions are important, but COVID-19 killed those patients. This is a declaration made by the AJC. A flawed news report on the CDC death counts from COVID-19 whipped through social media Monday, seized on by thousands who thought the data revealed a truth they had long suspected, that nearly all the people counted as dying of COVID-19 were actually sick with something else to begin with. How is that false? They're saying that this is false. This is absolutely true. Yeah, and they're and what they're saying is I've had people argue this or I've seen the argument that they wouldn't have they wouldn't have died. But that's what a comorbidity is. And and the and the one thing that is highly correlated, people aren't talking about as much, is morbid obesity. Morbid obesity makes you very vulnerable to this for some reason. And I mean to be morbidly obese means it's a risk to your life that things that would not hurt somebody ordinarily are going or wouldn't kill somebody could kill you. Yes. And that's the whole thing is that, yes, like ordinary things that that's always true. That's why they call them that. Yeah. You're more susceptible to pneumonia, to the flu, to anything when you have these other comorbidities. Yeah. Let's look at pneumonia deaths or flu deaths and say, okay, how many of those deaths were, you know, why, why haven't we had this kind of a panic in the past? Well, because pneumonia kills people who are already seriously ill. And that wasn't something that that's just life. People die. We die, 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 die. That is what happens. Yeah. The AJC went on to say that after 
they went on to say that that's not true. It's not true that the people who died had something else. They, they said that's not true. It's absolutely true. That's unbelievable. It's like and, that study. With and the- then they, they went on to bash anti-vaxxers. And they said that didn't stop the social media engine. An anti-vax filmmaker generated thousands of likes upon tweeting the misleading story, saying that people aren't, shouldn't be surprised because then they haven't been, ta- they haven't been paying attention if they're surprised. It really bothers me how the AJC is diving full on into misleading people. They can they can give both sides of the story. I don't think they have the new owner. I think that's still Cox property. They've been in on the Google News Initiative for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Uh, Also, this does remind me when the story came out, the study came out about how police brutality, the demographics of the victims are different, but it's not like racially. It's not, it's yeah. not white versus yeah. black. It's, it's, it's both. And the demographics are different. I think the white people are older, but generally people are armed. It was just, didn't feed into this narrative. And even though it couldn't be debunked factually, it was, it was poo pooed because of the bad message. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of things that can't actually be confirmed one way or another being said to be debunked you, you can't debunk something just because you suspect it's not true but that's these these there's nothing more bogus than the debunking of, of things going on around america right now it's unbelievable yeah and it almost makes me wonder like what they're after in that they keep they this stuff comes out and then i think it's just training us to take sides like people can't figure it out and so they just you just have to pick who you believe, what camp you're in. Yeah. So the media right. is becoming more like politics in that. Absolute trust as, as opposed to information. Blind trust. Maybe that's what they're after. Probably. I think so. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products They developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. So... I want it. Can I completely change the subject? And of course. Ask you about I want to ask you about that film and TV thing that you wanted to tell me about. The film and television a- network, not network, the industry, it has started to open back up. It's opened back up a little bit. Obviously, there are a lot of restrictions in place, but there's been a lot of talk about the changes that we're going to see in film and television due to everything that's happened and the newly placed restrictions that are in place. One example would be that there is a COVID compliance officer that must be on every set. So you have to have a trained COVID COVID compliance officer. I know somebody who went through the training who is working on a set with one of my friends right now. And my buddy who is leading this production he told me he's like the I, the only reason I got one of these COVID <laughs> compliance officers on set is so my girlfriend wouldn't get mad at me, which I, I thought, thought was, it was funny. Required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it depends if you're gonna if it's a SAG production, 
if it's a union production, my guess is it's probably required. This is not a union production that was being done. But this is all that manufacturing advocacy thing. Right. And I coined that term. It's beyond consent. In the training for the COVID compliance officers, the guy who, who took the course was telling us that they were emphasizing the mask. They were saying some people are going to bring their own mask on set. That is not the masks they wear. Everybody must wear the same mask. Everybody must look like they're doing what they're supposed to do. It was all about the appearance and the optics as opposed to the actual preventative disease spread and stuff like that. And movie sets prior to all of this are a hotbed of activity. There is people everywhere. There's PAs, there's directors, there's there's production, there's crew members, there's lighting, sound. I mean, it's 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 a chaotic, fun environment, sometimes stressful. Extras, there's extras everywhere at times. And a lot of that is going to be completely transformed because you can't have people within certain distances distances of each other. For example, there's going to be some on sets. They're not going to like the lighting department's not going to be able to be around the maybe the not the sound, maybe the makeup department. They're going to be separating departments from each other. There's going to be less running around and movies themselves and the content is going to change because the extra industry for right now is going to be completely gone. And every movie you've ever seen is filled with extras to make it appear like real life. So out in the city scenes, war battle scenes, sports arena scenes, until, of course, we get the social justice in the bubble NBA movie, which I'm sure is coming. (laughs) We're not going to see a lot of those crowd scenes. It's going to be condensed to smaller scenes with main actors. So the main actors who are already established are going to be prioritized in roles. People who are day players, it's going to be harder for them to get work. The extra industry is going to be completely gone. And the independent film industry, which relies a lot on getting loans from the bank, is going to be almost maybe cut in half because they're saying that the expenses to be COVID compliant is going to be like 30% higher than it normally would be to produce a movie, which is going to make it hard for independent films to get that money. And they won't be able to get funding because nobody will want to risk getting sued for getting COVID by somebody on set. So the little guy is getting snuffed out in favor of the big guy also in the film industry. This is a great example of regulatory barriers to entry. When regulations come in, they prevent startups and little guys from bearing the tremendous extra cost of producing a product that has nothing to do with producing the product. Also sounds to me like they'll move more towards a stage play feeling, like the way plays on stage don't have a million actors. It's just tight. It's one scene, whatever. And I would say that that in turn would lead to a resurgence of theater Because if you're going to have it that way, it's better to have it in person, except for people aren't going to go to the theaters. So it's they can get away with this cutting production value because the audience cannot go to that. uh, The 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 substitute, that's another regulatory barrier to entry. Right. And the content also is going to be transformed a little bit because the quality They anticipate the quality of films will go down because when you're on set, the director knows he can do as many takes as he wants because they throw money at things. I was on a set one time for a commercial that I booked, and 
the director was a guy from L.A., super tan guy. Totally, I mean, he looked like he walked straight out of L.A. with his hair and his tan. Every few minutes, he'd just have a, a flinging idea where he'd say, let's get a giant Yeti in here who's going to molest the person inside the freezer. And then he'd throw like, here's $5,000. Just throw money at the people to go get what something that we might not even use. It was a commercial that was a really bizarre commercial where people were hiding as items in a gas station. I was an ice cooler. <laughs> But it was, was legitimately, you blended in because it was so high level and high tech effects. Like You couldn't tell. There was a per- another person was a tree and somebody walked in the gas station. We were filming it at the time and the person who was a tree stood up and moved and it freaked the shit out of that person. That person ran out of the gas station screaming. It was hilarious. But this guy was throwing money at anything. So they're not going to be able to throw money at anything and they're going to only have to they're gonna have to do a limited number of takes so either the actors are gonna have to be you know one take jake which i would advertise myself as a that's my unique selling point i'll get you done in one take yeah because they're not gonna be able to spend that much money and then they're gonna be a lot of movies that are set in the past yes because they don't of that yeah they don't want to make every movie with a mask on they don't want to make every movie relate to the covid times and I've also thought that they are going to have to make all everything set in the past because almost no plot line is possible with total surveillance, with everybody having a phone. Like, I look at movies and that are supposed to be kind of modern, and I think, where are all the phones? Why don't people have phones? Or like, they're looking for someone, or you can't make a phone call, you can't find somebody, whatever. I'm like, that doesn't happen anymore. You yeah. never get stuck somewhere. There's just never an occasion for anything but I own nothing. I have no privacy and I'm happy. Like, and that does not make a good movie. Right. Yeah. And it makes people, if people see a bunch of other people interacting with each other and that doesn't relate to the times, that's going to make people depressed. I wonder what kind of movies are going to make heroes out of some of these characters we've seen. I already pointed out the Inside the NBA Bubble movie. That'll definitely happen. The Fauci movie will definitely happen. The healthcare worker hero movie will happen brad pitt better clear his schedule there you go (laughs) so i want to say a couple things about this weekend may i yeah the kentucky derby was moved so the kentucky derby is on saturday which happens to be my mother's wedding anniversary my my father's no longer with us and uh so i feel like that's like a little anniversary present to her i bet it would have been 70 years that they got wow. married because he was World War II guy. No, 71 years. That's anyway, a long time. Yes. You have to understand how old my mother was when I was born. <laughs> you have to just remember that. She was Sarah from the Bible. So, <laughs> hi, so I want a happy Kentucky Derby Day to my mom. Happy anniversary. And- Yes, and happy anniversary. She's, I'm sure, more interested in the Kentucky Derby. Well, to her. I'm saying to her as well as us, but to her. I'm saying her. Yeah. She probably won't even remember. I mean, she remembers everything, but like she's not going to care as much about her anniversary as she does about the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Because she really cares about the Kentucky Derby. Will the the horses be wearing masks? May Will the jockeys? They're within six feet of one another. That's for sure. There's a little cluster going on. So we have a DPP tomorrow which is also Labor Day weekend. We have a disappearing patron party for everybody who is a patron of the truth and higher. That's a $7 level. So it's like less than half. It's like half of what it would cost to buy one of us one drink. You can get all patron 15 and a disappearing patron party. And tomorrow's the one. So sign up by tomorrow. 
And the great Tim Andrews is going to be our guest. I'm so excited. It's going to be and a lot I've, of fun. I've picked out my my cocktail. I was going to say, I thought you, you, so you picked out your dress. <laughs> no, there will be no dress, but there will be a cocktail. And I have something really funny for you, Binkley. What's that? Little, oh, little for tomorrow. Yes. I got to wait for it. You got to wait for it. All right. Well, the anticipation is killing me. In <laughs> uh, the patron 15, I'll tell you about what ESPN is doing, which will make you just love ESPN even more. And I'll tell you what I coined a, fr- a phrase, the Soma ceiling. The Soma ceiling. I can't wait to find out what that means. Yep. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.